last we left our heroes, they found themselves caught and arrested by the evil Gestapo commander, Franz Huber. Once in custody, they were introduced to the nefarious Karl Maria Willink and his deluded visions of a future that rivals that of the Fuhrer himself. Thanks to Prima Donna's feminine wiles, Dr. Ilunga's aptitude for science, and Archibald Halfmaid's right hook, our four heroes managed to escape and make their way to meet Bree's former contact. On their way, knowing that her past had caught up to her, Bree came clean with the rest of her traveling companions. Book of Wonder, Episode 5. Please stand up. Last we left off, you guys have just escaped Gestapo headquarters and are making your way down to the industrial docks uh, for the Danube River. Um, some revelations were made clear, and we'll take it from there. You are now driving in the dead of uh, in the dead of the evening, I am assuming, and trying to evade patrols as best as you can. Uh, considering that El considering that Elias's character is dressed as a Gestapo officer, and you have a black man riding with you in the back, so how do you guys proceed? Uh, Brie Madonna's driving, so um, the the plan was you you were we were heading down to the docks to meet up with your contact Brie, and uh, the, your Brie your contact might be able to get us and Doctor what's her face Velskov Doctor Velskov out of the country towards Greece, right? Because right now you're sort of realizing that your options to leave via Air travel might be a little bit more complicated. Via train might be also complicated. See if he has a Zeppelin. <laughs> I'm not sure about Zeppelin, uh, buddy, but he can get it in uh, us in and out. He recently moved here like a two, three years ago. Um, I keep in contacts usually just in case. You never know. So, yeah, we can go meet him at the docks. All right. I was going to say, just said, I don't know about Zeppelin, buddy. <laughs> I was in character. <laughs> Strange. All right. All right. So with Dr. Velskopf's help, uh, you managed to navigate the streets of Vienna, leaving the hustle and bustle of the more commercial and more residential areas. And you make your way towards the more industrial western areas of the city that border the Danube River. Uh, as you make your way there, you see more industrial construction, more dock sides, more truck loading platforms, and different sorts of um, entryways for for secondary level kind of uh, uh, you know for for receive for receiving and shipping uh, raw materials and other kinds of goods. This seems to be the more nitty gritty part of the city, and. You make your you you make your way and you see uh, and you instantly recognize right away uh, the name 
Brie. You see the name uh, S-L-I-M uh, and then something in German after it. I think we're here, guys. Let's um, let's get out uh, inside as soon as possible. Let me do the talking. He remembers me mostly. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, three of you are dressed, two of you are dressed as Nazi officers. Keep that in mind. Should we change? <laughs> no, no, no. Just saying. Just saying. No, I'm asking Bree. Uh, as the person who knows this slim German fellow. Well, we uh, can't exactly strip in the middle of the street. Like, uh, I might do it, but I'm not sure but we should. <laughs> uh, we could change in the car. <laughs> All right, let's just go in. Fuck. It's fine. Just let me do the talking. We should. Shenanigans shall ensue. Of course. <laughs> so, basic, so basically, this is a more... It's a smaller uh, enterprise, it seems, but basically it's made up of a few loading docks to to the uh, to the river. Clearly, these docks are made for barges of some sort, and a loading zone and a small what seems like a small administrative office. Right now, because it is the it, it is the end of the day, the um, the amount of workers in the area has reduced to a minimum, and there doesn't seem to be anyone in the loading zone at least. And but there is definitely a light on in the in the administrative building, the small administrative. It's a sh it, it's a little larger than a shack, but basically a couple of offices. You'd think he's a workaholic, but no, he just likes being alone and maybe drinking alone. I don't know what he's usually up to these days, but uh, I go ahead and knock. You knock, and all of a sudden, with a very heavily accented German. Uh, German, uh, uh, German. You, you, you hear something about? Uh, do, do any of you? Well, I would, I would say that Doctor Velskov would like you know perk up, but you could, you can hear that it's not, it's not native German, and that's you, you, you hear like some loud, some loud uh, commotion, but that's about it. Um, does he open the door? No. Hmm. Uh, I kind of, like, put my mouth to the door and, like, uh, try to, like, whisper in, Salim, it's me! And kind of, like, um, do a very old, like, um, uh, what is it? Like, not, not password, but, like, one of those, like, oh, call signs mm -hmm. that we used to use back in the day. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear, like, the, the crashing of a bottle on the ground. And you hear footsteps, and then you see the door swing open. And in front of you is your old friend, colleague, and brother-in-arms, Salim Shadi. <laughs> um, just to describe what Salim looks like, a tall, gruff, um, very scruffy guy. Um, uh, uh, look of, like... Uh, not for, yeah, a little bit of like frustration, like pissed off, um, the at seeing me, and I'm like, "Good Nabens, uh, Salim, Kifak, Sava." Sava, I you seem like completely like dumbfounded. He goes like, "Sava." I will not attempt for the people listening. I will not attempt any sort of Arab nor Turkish sounding accent. I will just speak normally. Uh, it's not even that. Like I think we mostly talk in German, anyways, because you know. Yeah, but he's but you hear him say you hear him saying like his very. Not basic English, but very accented English. He goes like, "What are you doing here?" Uh, up to my old shenanigans. Can we come in? 
uh, kind of have to like not stand outside the roads a little bit too long. You know how it is. Why are you dressed as a German officer? I could tell you that lovely story over a drink, maybe. He he looks behind you and sees basically Arch he sees Archibald, the doctor, and sees both PhDs in the back over there, and realizes one of them is a black man, and goes like, "Okay." He motions and says, "After you." Thank you, gentlemen, as always. And you see Salim, and you see that that, that Salim sort of looks at the rest of you, not in a not not in a. Not not in a weird way, but more. But what you would Archibald would see as the keen look that a hunter has when he's uh, when he's analyzing things. He's 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 sort of like you know measuring each measuring each of you up. Not not because of paranoia or everything, but it seems to be like just a. It almost seems like ingrained in Salim. Mon frère. <laughs> so. So so nothing would bring me more pleasure now than listening to Mo and Eugenio do French accents for the next <laughs> or Arab accents. <laughs> um, uh, look at um, uh, Amir. Looks at um, Salim. Is like I would introduce you, but I think the less questions asked, the better. You're still up to your old tricks from the war. Uh, kind of desperate times call for desperate measures. Somebody c pulled in a string to ask me and. Um, the big gentleman over here, the doctor... Archibald Halfman the third, Viking! <laughs> I stick my hand out for a hatch. Huh. <laughs> and you hear him say, like, well, a, a British gentleman in a German military uniform. Well, to be fair, I've seen weirder, so please follow me. I mean, you, you do know me, darling. You see him sort of give a chuckle, you know, like a chuckle, and he pats you like heartily in the back, almost in a very like sibling-like fashion. And he 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 walks you all in and motions you to a very a very sparse uh, office where basically just a bunch of paperwork stacked high, small table, a, a, a very a very rackety sofa, and you see him pull up a bottle of uh, of schnapps and a couple of glasses. And he starts pouring. Since uh, the Viscount's already introduced himself, I'll introduce the rest. Uh, over there is Dr. Lunga, and this is Dr. V Velskov. And we need out. Discreetly. Hmm. Sorry to cut it short, darling. All right. You see, you, you see him grab the schnapps and, like, like you know, trounce it back and just, just down. He just downs it and just puts it down. Doesn't even flinch. And goes like, well, I've heard things stirring up in the city, so I thought, hmm, maybe it's a time to lay low, but how urgent are we talking here? Uh, like, maybe the start of another war, war urgent, and we kind of need to get out of here as soon as possible? Mm, you see him, like, rub his eyes, like, you know, with his forehead, and he realizes, well... I have an idea. Because I've been... I hope that I can... And he sort of looks at the rest and looks at you, Bree, and goes like, I hope I can talk openly about my business here. I mean, we've always had an honest relationship, uh, Salim. All right. You well, both me, Amir, and Bree, so... Yeah. 
Well, uh, as you know, first and foremost, I'm a capitalist, so monies always have to be made. And I've been making a lot of bank with those families here in the city that need to escape due to the purity laws that our friends and government like to put up. And business has been good. We run myself and those few that I have in my employ, all trustworthy. Um, we run a little service that goes from Vienna to Budapest. And from there, takes them down to Bucharest if needed, or they can just get off, they can just uh, find their way to more peaceable lands, if we want to put it this way. It's not cheap, though. Money is no object. Hmm. And he says, like, really? The Viscount is loaded. All right. Well, then in that case, gentlemen and lady. I have a request, however. Uh, of course. We need to get as close to Athens as possible. Mm. If you can. All right. You see him You see him pour himself another shot and goes, well, maybe, just maybe, my contacts in Budapest might be able to smuggle you down Yugoslavia, and from there, that would get you into Greece. My dear man, you might be a capitalist, but I am a master consumer. And with my money, I like to purchase guarantees, not maybes. I would need something a little bit better from your end in way of assurances. All right, let's, um, okay, Archibald, roll me a uh, deception or persuasion check, whichever, I think persuasion would work here for you. Ooh, Ooh. Nelly. That's, uh, that's an 11. That's an 11. <laughs> so that is, a, that is a nice exposure. You, it's... Brie is usual the fa usually the face of the party, right? And she's the one who does the talking. But all of a sudden, you see, you've you've had a really, really hard day, Archibald. All you wanted was your goddamn espresso, and this is what happened. <laughs> and maybe it's the maybe it's the smell of the schnapps. Maybe it's the adrenaline th still coursing through your veins. Maybe it's you wearing this 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 disgusting uniform that you know, that even though it's very well cut, very well made, because in the end it is Hugo Boss, but you know, what it represents, you're like, <clears throat> I want out of here and I don't care. I am a man, I am a man of wealth and means, damn it, and I will put that to good use, right? And you see, you see Slim, you, you see Slim put down his glass and says, then let's talk business. And he says, um, for the meantime, I think the best thing, looks at the looks looks at the four of you and says, is for you to remain here. I have a little cubbyhole in the back for you to stay. I would need a couple of hours to make contacts and all of that. And with that be with that, there's not much else I can uh, there's not much else I can offer until I tell you. But if you if I can give you guarantees, but of course it'll be expensive. We'll slip into something more comfortable then. I, I kind of lean over to Bree and say, you know, like, I, I'm just, I guess I'm kind of just wondering as a character, like, he's going to put us in a hole somewhere and go off somewhere. Like, can we trust, you know, there is, after all, people looking for us. So um, I guess I want a little bit more confidence from Bree. In terms of if we can actually sit here and wait for this guy. Um, Bree so. slash Amir looks at you is like, don't worry. Uh, Salim 
is more interested in making money than loyalties, trust me. Or else, I wouldn't have actually had him as a good contact now, would I? Okay. I trust Bree. All right. So, in the meantime, what, what this happens is you can ask... Now is the time that you can ask Slim for anything that you might need for your trip, because keep in mind... There, there, you can risk going back to your hotel room to meet with anyone, but the risks will compound, because not only not only was the museum thing a something very loud that happened, but your escape from from Gestapo headquarters probably did not go unnoticed. You knocked out a high ranking member of the Nazi party. Oh yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So I would say I would say that now would be the time to. Now would be the time to ask Slim to maybe help out with things and make sure that you're well provisioned for the trip. We never really got our stuff from the the Gestapo as well, did we? No, because you you escaped. Mm. You escaped. So we don't have like our guns, mm. nothing. So I don't have a knife or a gun. You have you have like the ceremonial, you know, SS blade that they get that they give to that they give to officers, and you have like a you you, you basically just have a luger you have you have a luger yeah and yeah. a P thirty eight luger with with one with one magazine with, with the with a seven round magazine and that's it. We need weapons like just weapons weapons. Okay, that shouldn't be too hard. Again, again, it's just a question of uh, it's just a question of economics. He says, but because you have the filthy rich trait, this should not be a problem. It'll probably eat into your finances a little bit, but it wouldn't actually make a dent where you have to worry about it. Okay. So, yeah. What else? Dr. Ilunga. Dr. Ilunga, what is it that you might need that perhaps you don't have access to any longer? You hear the the noise of uh, children playing near the docks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Do I still have all my plant stuff? No, actually, um, all your equipment has been taken. You, 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 like the plants you had in your pocket, like the ones you had, you, you use those to set, to put the guy to sleep. So right now, you are the only thing left about you are your wits. I think we may need a detour to go through the um, local uh, greenhouse. You hear, you hear something. Well, tell me what you're looking for. I know a guy at the botanical gardens here. Can you get me in? Yes. But, and no disrespect here, someone who looks like you will stand out. As an employee? They don't hire people like yourself. Look, I am... A- Cleaning staff? My, my, my good doctor... This- Foreign dignitary? <laughs> if I had a week and some stationery from an embassy, I could probably get it done. But mm, this might... Doctor, no, no offense. But... The city's probably on high alert, and the best I can do is you give me a list of what you're looking for, and I can give it to people who know these things, and they can get it to you. Body doubles. Can you make a trail? You see him. You see. You see him chuckling. You, you see him chuckling. Says, "Doctor, if you wish to risk your life, I am not going to impede it. But feel free. T- uh, if, if this is something you wish to pursue, I can pick you up in a couple of hours and we can what try I mean and get... What I to say is, can you find four body doubles for us? He he sort of looks weirdly suspicious you and says like, may I ask what you have in mind? If the city is on high alert and we need to move surreptitiously, 
We need people who look like us to go ahead of us. So you want to plant people around the city who look like you in order to distract the, the authorities, the authorities yes. whilst you four make a getaway? Yes. Hmm. That's actually not a bad idea, Doctor. But again, it's all, it's all about who we can hire on such a short notice who won't blab later on. My only concern, my only concern is that find, finding a robust elderly gentleman as yourself, uh, Viscount, isn't too hard. The doctor here, the do Dr. Velskov over here, no offense, doctor, but uh, finding uh, lovely Germanic-looking women isn't too much of a stretch of the imagination. You see her blush a little bit. Um, finding someone of our descent, pointing at uh, Bree and himself, wouldn't be too tough. That remains the question, Doctor. Uh, there aren't many people with the dark, dark, very dark complexions in the city. But I think we can manage something. Um, I mean, just recognizing at least two of us would be enough, wouldn't it? Yeah, but okay. So yeah, so some says, yeah, yeah, that's that's doable. All right. So okay. So he, he you, you seem like he takes a, he takes a notepad real quickly and just writes write thing, writes things down. So he, so he like you know puts down weapons, puts down uh, botanical supplies, which I assume which I assume Doctor Ilunga gives him a list of like very important things to pick up and says body doubles maybe and things. He says okay. I lean. Sorry, I lean in. I grab I grab the guy by his shoulder if he was moving, and I say, ensure that these people that you hire as doubles are all right if the money goes to their families. Sort of just getting the point that they might not hmm. survive this. So, All right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll make it clear. Okay. okay. Uh, perfect. With all of that, you, actually, you, you guys have actually the plan. He, Slim tells you that what he will do, what he will do, your escape plan, will be that the barges that he uses, because... His uh, his front is that he's basically a uh, a sundry item moving barges thing. You know, like you know, it could be anything from like disposable trash to th things that people don't need or moving earth for for engineering constructions down the river. But basically, he has like a small fleet of um, of barges that he moves. What he has done is he has retrofitted the barges to have hollow compartments in the hull to allow to allow to smuggle people in and out of the city down fire firefly class uh barges got it <laughs> similar <laughs> i i'm 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 liking i'm liking the appeal to uh to, to to a good show here yeah so yeah similar like that so and and because the trip from vienna to budapest via boat should be about a day or less uh it's not that you would need to travel in comfort the important thing is that you are equipped and that you are prepared and yeah, he says he says this. In terms of what's going to happen, he's going to need he's going to need the night and and tomorrow at least. Well, not tomorrow, but at least a couple of more hours to have a plan in place on such short notice. I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. So so for now, you have the night to rest up and discuss how you want to proceed uh, the next uh, for the foreseeable future. So feel free to discuss RP for a little bit whilst I crunch a couple of numbers. Monsieur Slim? Yes. Where are your books? 
in my home. <laughs> Find me some, please. All right. I'd, I'd be really pleased if he got him like children's books or like comic books. Or, <laughs> or I have no idea. I have no idea what a, what a Nazi comic book would look like. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, not a Nazi comic book, like a. What's it called? Like the uh, Belgian style in the in the third. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. The bon dessiné style. Yeah. yeah. I think at this point you'll just give him a newspaper. <laughs> Pretty much. So all right. So you are led. Slim shows you that uh, behind one of the warehouses where they stock up on stuff, there is a small trap door that leads you to a small hold to a small holding cellar. Clearly, it's an old cellar that got like built on top of. And clearly, no, it didn't show up in the work plans. But it looks like some. It, it looks like a temporary hold for people that basically have to stay there and then get moved out. Because you see a couple of bunk beds, you see some very rudimentary washing, you know, like a little wash basin, um, some gas, some heated, some gas lamps, some oil lamps for uh, for, for light, and and yeah, and and just. And, and just like a pile of old newspapers and some very, very rudimentary kitchen uh, kitchen items, like a couple of, and some empty cans or tins or whatever it was, was eaten there. So you know that Slim will come pick you up or will come to tell you how things are going the next morning. So you do have the evening to rest and go over what happened during this very, very, very long day. I um, just look at the <clears throat> the guys and I'm like, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to just slip into um, something a little bit more comfortable. So just uh, walls, please. All right. We tur- I turn around, stare at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, um, you are all, I'm assuming, very, very tired. So it doesn't take long before you all fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And... The next morning, you hear, you 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 assume. I mean, more, most of you're carrying pocket watches, I think. So around mid morning, the door creaks open to the trap door, and you see Slim poke his head in and says, "All right, okay. Here's how here's how things are going to go. I have managed to procure some items. I did not manage to slip back into your hotel and recover your more exotic items, so to speak. But you are." Equipped with some uh, with some weapons, I managed to smuggle out of the arsenal, and uh, we managed to recruit two body doubles uh, on such short notice to spring up at interesting opportunities during in in, in, in the city. And in terms of in, in terms of what happens next, I will get you to Budapest. From Budapest, one of my contacts will be able to give you fake IDs that should hold scrutiny because thankfully Hungary doesn't have as much of a militaristic streak as the current Reich has. So your documents should hold up, get you to Budapest airport and fly you to Athens. Body doubles of who? Of yourself. And of uh, an, of the of the do- of Doctor Velskov, because they were the easiest ones to procure on such short notice. I'm not sure that might work. Uh, myself and Doctor Velskov have not been seen together at any point. It would make much more sense to have doubles of either me, myself, and Brimadonna, or as I 
Understand it's not possible to get one of uh, Dr. Lunga. Then then I will try uh, to find... I will find another person. Sure, no problem. Honestly, at this uh, point, just a red wig would work. Hmm, that does make sense. You... Yeah. You were always better at doing the, this... The, this uh, this incognito stuff. So yeah, I'll take your. I'll. I'll. I'll do that. And what else? I says yes. And doctor, uh, you see, you see, you seem like you, you seem like put down like a a very large briefcase. All the botanicals that you that you asked for, in as many in as many uh, as many doses as you could as we could find. And he hands you, and he says, and also for you, he hands you a book, leather bound, and says from my personal collection. Merci. Please tell me what it is. <laughs> it's actually you, you can look at the cover. It is actually the uh, it it is the poems of Rumi, in French. Oh. Uh, I believe. It. <laughs> Excellent taste. Bonne chance. Well, you. Merci beaucoup, Doctor. And um, he says, well. You'll have to hold here for a bit, and also um, you cannot be seen around in these uniforms. So I've taken the uh, I've taken the opportunity to, to buy you some clothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. You'll blend in. These are these aren't exotic. And he he puts down like a pile of clothing for you to change to. Says you will be getting on the barge in. He looks at he looks at his watch, and uh, and you see like like his watch is like a military issue wristwatch from from this t for yeah. And he says um, the barge will leave in three hours. Where where must we be? And he points up and says, up and to the left. Where did you serve? And he, you, you see him turn and look at uh, look at Bree and says, in the first. And we can't tell you anything more because, um, well, let's just say there's so much redaction, the pages are practically black. Amir has a point. <laughs> and, you see him, and, 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 and you see him laugh. Did they have redaction like pre-FBI? <laughs> oh, there's so many things know. that you don't know, sweetheart. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is historically correct. <laughs> you would never know. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. Um, actually, yeah, I look at the Salim and Oblique. Uh, so, hun, what did you get? Uh, what toys did you bring me for me? Not much. You know how it is with the with the Germans here. So, managed to get you uh, two. Uh, Mauser car, uh, Mauser rifles with optics. Perfect. So that's your sniper rifle, um, and a couple of a uh, couple of Lugers for your your, your hands. Um, and uh, I did manage to procure a couple of potato mashers, hand grenades, and I did get my hands on something that might or might not work. <laughs> Is it Christmas already? You've been so kind enough for... <laughs> you've been so kind. What is it? He says, you're going to have to look in the boat because I didn't know how to use it and maybe you have an idea of how to use this. I'm excited to get on the boat. <laughs> um, well, okay. Uh, so in three hours, so uh, we need to... Go, sorry, we need to get to the boat in three hours, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um... Yeah, just uh, get everything sorted, get everything packed, uh, make sure everything's okay. Um, oh, by the way, Salim, is there any rations on the boat and anything else we need for the trip? 
Uh, well, the trip the, the trip to Budapest is only less than a day, so you'll find in there your your typical your typical uh, mess kit. So no problems there. Uh, just, a couple of rations to keep you going for the day. Uh, just like old times, you always did come through in a time of need. Well, I do owe you, so consider ourselves even now. More than even, uh, old friend, and if you ever have the time, come to New York, see me sometime. It's a happy time. I do some pretty good, uh, do some pretty good shows. To happy times, then. He then, he then turns and looks at Archibald and says, and hands you a piece of paper and says, wiring information, so you can wire the amount for each individual item that we talked about. You look. You open the paper, and you quickly recognize different wire transfer numbers for different banks, like in the UK, in the US, in France, in even some German banks. And you're like, hmm. So this man not, does know his thing. Professional operation. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Right, bring me a telephone. <laughs> he says one in the office. You can you can start right before we leave. Okay. How much are we talking? Uh. At this point, I'd say this would cost you. Let me just get the conversion rate here, so it's 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 nice and uh, <laughs> accurate. One million. Hang on, hang on, hang on. But does it really matter for someone who's filthy rich? Like, I mean, I have a limited amount of money. Do it's you? not infinite. Yeah, I do. It's a lot more than you have, but like, it's it's limited. Is it? How much money do you have? No idea. And you got to keep in mind, he's rich because of the assets, <laughs> companies. Um, they have to like work over time in order to make more money. Just give me a second here. Do, 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 do. What the fuck are you calculating? <laughs> the equivalent value at that time period. This is fictional money. He tells you. He tells you. Twenty-five sterling. Twenty-five thousand sterling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was like, 25, that's cheap. <laughs> I, I didn't think the dent would be 25 out of my 500,000. Yeah, exactly. But that 25,000 would be equivalent to today's money of like 600,000 sterling. Which is, yeah, that is actually quite a great deal with all that we asked for. Yeah. Right. No. No, it's a great deal. Last bit of papers. A, um, a, a ride out. A, <laughs> decoys. Weapons. Not a, not a nuts of friends and family discount. Weapons. We got a couple of Mausers and a couple of Luger. <laughs> uh, sweetie, there is no friends and family discount. This is, we might never ever see each other again, so might as well get as much as Fine, pockets. pay the bastard. <laughs> true what they say. My, my little imperialist racism comes out and they go, it's true what they say about you, Oriental. Would, would you happen to have a crow? I mean, Salim. opportunity at any time to the Viscount. And he's a good old friend. He deserves every penny. Oh, I mean, no. this is the real Salim Shadi. Uh, Shadi. <laughs> so um, I say, Mr. Salim, please stand up. Uh, let lead me to your telephone. <laughs> he pats you on the shoulder and says, God save the king. God save the king. And I go make the calls and get him his money. So I go down to what? 500 minus 25 is... 475. Yeah, he doesn't exactly make a dent in, but he, he, I mean, that's a dent. I don't like, I, I worked in finance for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dent. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. In any case, with us for too long. <laughs> in, in, in any case, in any case, it, um, 
Three hours later, you're shoved into the bottom of the bottom hall of the barge. There's enough room for you to stand up, craning your neck, but you can sit down comfortably. And as Salim comes to see you all off, he says, "All right, my friend, uh, my my friend Graf over here." And you see this very large uh, Austrian man who seems to be on the up and up. He seems friendly. Doesn't seem to you know give anyone any glances. Graf will let you out of the boat when you get to, Budape to Budapest Harbor, and from there you'll get picked up by one of my contacts. And yeah, happy travels. And Wait, I need um, I, I need the um, the what? insignias of the uniform. Four. Just I need them. Okay, let's let's say that you you got them off the the uniforms when you in the night before. That's not not a problem. No. So all right. Before we go off, I like jump up to Slam and give him like a big hug. He's like, "Take care of yourself, old friend," and like give him a last kiss on the cheek and wave goodbye. You feel you 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 feel him like you know freeze for a second, but then he you know he returns the hug and gives you like a strong pat and says, "Like old times, right? Like old times." <sighs> and you see, and he closes the door. He gives you off like you know a little salute, and he closes the door and. Off you are to Budapest. Um, right there, you see a box. You, you see a very large uh, military crate. Uh, and uh, you see stamped on it, in the typical like German military uh, fashion, it says MG-38Z. We got a machine gun? <laughs> uh, let's hey. open it. You crack it open, and inside, you see something... Really weird. Yes, this is a machine gun. This is a. This is an MG thirty eight machine gun, right? So this looks very much like a. This looks like a machine gun, right? But the difference is that instead of having the barrel is shorter, and it doesn't seem to have. It's like the belt feed has been has been completely shut, and what's running through it are very heavy duty wires. Is the Z like zombie edition? It, <laughs> I think it stands more for something like Zustelgeschaft or whatever. But basically, you, re you realize that it has it has a couple, and you see like together with the box, there seems to be a couple of uh, of like these massive batteries that can just be like, so, and there's a slot to insert them. And and Doctor Velskov quickly like you know her eyes light up and says like, God in Himmel. And then she gra she grabs she grabs whatever you know field manuals in there, and she starts like flicking through it, and says like, "These bastards are crazy." Says so like, and she said, and she tells you like, "So this is a machine gun, but it doesn't shoot bullets. It is made to shoot out concentrated electric arcs." Plasma rifle. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. Oh, Mr. Shad, uh, Shaddy, you shouldn't have. Oh. Although like dibs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you and you do realize when you pick it up that fucker is heavy. <laughs> I'll carry it on my back. <laughs> so yeah, you, you do have so, every penny. So basically, now Good you do deal. you do have you do have an experimental MG thirty eight electric edition that has a very limited amount of of, of ammo supply. Re I'd have paid twenty five thousand sterling for just this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you have these like bulky battery packs that are like the size of a, like um of of like a backpack, 
And clearly you see that that's the way it works. Very much they had to plug in the backpack to the machine, and then there's like a hand crank in order to, to charge it first, and then it, 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 manage, it, it would manage to shoot. So yeah, so I think with that... Is Dr. Lunga looking at us extremely disapprovingly at this point? Or are you okay with us having guns? Reading my book. <laughs> or opening the briefcase and feeling the musty fragrance of all those plants that uh, that they managed to acquire for you. Uh, Bree's like tearing up. She's like, he always did give me the beautifulest toys. I make a crow call. <laughs> Dr. Lunga, is there something wrong? <laughs> You're watching the movie Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am looking for a crow to join our journey. You are so beautiful to me. Oh, good lord! All right, I think me? we, I think we can end it there, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start our next session in Budapest. Yay. All right, cool, awesome, perfect. We got a plasma rifle. And I'm looking for a crow, and he's looking for a crow. <laughs> I mean, if that's not on par, you are. So beautiful to me. Music is The Great Forest by Visager from the album Songs from an Unmade World. Music